Welcome to episode 372 of the show. Before I begin, I'd like to say welcome to the regular binge listeners because the stats are in and I can see that you guys are doing that thing that you do every month or so or every two or three weeks where you guys come in and you binge a whole host of episodes. And so the listens have been spiking by the hundreds these last couple of days. And so I want to tell you guys, welcome. Thank you very much for hanging in here and listening to the podcast. If you want to listen to the episodes uh, much more, um, what would I say, frequently, instead of having to binge every month or so, where you have backlogs of maybe 20 or 30 episodes, then all you have to do is to subscribe to the podcast with whatever catcher that you use and you'll get a notification on your phone whenever podcast episodes are available. Usually I try to keep the episodes to 10 to 15 minutes, although in the last uh, two recordings, if we go two recordings back, I think maybe I hit 20 minutes, but um, I'm mindful of your time, so you shouldn't have to listen for too long. But thanks anyway. I appreciate it when you guys come over here in droves. Although I wish some of you would hit me up. Um, be nice to know who you guys are, uh, what you think of the show what you find useful, things you agree with, and most importantly, things that you disagree with so that we can tackle that on the podcast recordings as well. So, with that out of the way, um, with the welcomes and the thank yous out of the way, let's go straight into the topic for today's recording. And today I'd like to you uh, to look at the question, um, is improving the user experience enough to grow your sales? Now, the reason why I uh, we're going to talk about that today is because my friend over on the Abeg Me podcast, that's Titi Kundayo, she invited one of her guests and that was one of the stuff that they talk about improving uh, the user experience. And um, it's impressive how some people haven't made the connection, how it hasn't clicked for some people that if you improve the user experience or the customer experience, that it is enough to uh, increase uh, the sales. Um, your sales. For some reason, people in the tech industry, you know, uh, our brothers and sisters who divide, um, design apps and games and things like that, they go on and on about um, UX. Uh, I think UX is shorthand for user experience. So they go on about UX and all those other acronyms because they realize that um, it's all um, it's all important. Although in their own case, they are focused, you know, more on design elements, you know, uh, color, rendition, uh, what else? Um, sound design. Um, what else? You know, stuff like that. Basically, to make sure that the app, uh, the game, uh, the experience is all um, top notch. But we don't have to be in the tech space to realize that it does make a difference if you're a wedding photographer, videographer, you're a wedding planner, you're an architect, or whatever. That the user experience is enough to help you grow sales. So the answer is a resounding yes. Especially since if you improve the user experience, you're going to be able to get repeat business. You know, people will come back, like the example that I gave yesterday. You're done with the wedding. You've delivered the wedding album. If their user experience was great, then they're going to call you when uh, it's time for the maternity photos. If you're into maternity photos... And they're also going to reach out again uh, when is baby's first uh, first birthday. Um, let's see, what else? And then hopefully they're also going to call you to handle the end of year 
um, what's it called, the end of year uh, party at the office for those people who work in a corporate work environment. And yes, that is something that has happened to me and my video guy, uh, Shegun. So these scenarios that I'm talking about are not, um, I'm not just pulling them out of uh, thin air. So these things uh, do happen. And that's how we make money off of the um, long tail by maximizing um, customer lifetime value. And it's the same if you're a planner as well. If the user experience was dope for the wedding, then they're going to reach out, if nothing else, just to find out that, oh, thanks, you know, we love the way you did our wedding. Do you do birthdays? Uh, do you do um, end of year parties? Do, uh, do you do naming ceremonies? Do you do this? Do you do that? They definitely will reach out to you. And even if it's not your thing, but you make a referral and make a commission um, off of it, it still uh, counts. So, um, how can sales skills improve the user experience? Well, it's a couple of ways. We'll have to go back to the foundation. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, this comes as no surprise. But for those of you who are newbies, then uh, pay attention. And when we're done with this episode, you can skip back, look for any of the key terms in the uh, podcast titles, and you will um, find them. You'll have to scroll back a bit because we're getting close to 400 episodes. I think we're at 370-something right now. So uh, you have to scroll back uh, quite a bit. So, number one, on how sales skills can help improve the user experience, and that's by this very old sales skill that I keep talking about and I'm not going to get tired of talking about, and that is qualification. Now, the idea behind qualification is that you want to be sure that you're speaking to a qualified person, and who is a qualified person? Qualified person is someone who has a problem or a need that you can solve and at the right price and you guys have similar expectations around delivery and all of that so qualifications involves a lot of um, questions and answer you asking all the questions or most of the questions and then the potential client giving a lot of the answers now the reason why i said have a problem or need that you can solve is because a lot of people you just want to take every gig but you do have to take time out and try and figure out do you have matching inventory or do you have the matching skill set to um, solve the problem? And that's really, really, really important. Because if the client does have a problem, yes, they want wedding photography. But the thing is, they are looking for natural light photography from beginning to the end. But you prefer to shoot with flash. Then there's a mismatch of needs right there. Perhaps this might not be a qualified customer, especially if you're not comfortable taking the flash off. And if you're not comfortable... Um, doing stuff without Photoshop. And then, of course, it goes the other way as well. If you're a natural light photographer through and through and you don't believe in, um, what's it called, Photoshop and um, digital manipulation and all of that, but these people are looking for stuff that is uh, really sophisticated, really high-end, super retouched and touched and things like that, then this person is not a qualified customer, even if they have all the money in the world. You do not have the skill set to be able to feel what, uh, fulfill what it is that they are looking for. And it's the same thing with wedding planners as well. I've told you guys on previous episodes about um, a friend of mine, or rather the wife of a friend of mine who is into, um, what's this thing called? Um, interior design over here in Abuja. And she doesn't like gold, you know, but she's in the northern market and it's like uh, northerners seem to like uh, gold trimmings, gold finishing, stuff like that. And so she's trying to look for uh, clientele prefer a much more uh, modern, um, what's that word, 
simplified, uh, understated, you know, uh, design options and um, stuff like that. So for someone like her, if someone calls up and the person has um, 2.5 million, 3 million uh, to pay um, for her services, but the person is talking about gold, this gold, this gold, this gold, that, then perhaps it, this is not a qualified opportunity. So you need to make sure that you're speaking to a qualified person from the get-go, and it's not just about the money. So make sure that there's a match between the need, your skill set, or your inventory. So if you're a decor person and they're talking about Parisian weddings, yes, I know I'm back to this Parisian wedding thing, and it's because... Um, actually have been in one of those uh, scenarios. So if they want Parisian wedding, this Parisian wedding, that, but you don't have that in inventory and you can't figure out how to get all those things in inventory um, to use, then this might not be a qualified opportunity. So make sure that there's a match um, between expectations, between needs. Um, what else? You know, visions are on match. Uh, make sure that there's a match in um, money as well. And uh, that's just basically what qualifications is about. Now, this is how it affects the user experience. If you guys were mismatched or not qualified from the get-go, this is not going to be a smooth user experience. And believe me, I've been in one of those scenarios early on in my career, uh, one of my earlier Abuja weddings, because I used to be based in Lagos, and then I moved to Abuja. And there was this bride who hit me up, and she's like, oh, I like your stuff, blah, blah, blah. You, your photographs remind me of so, 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 and so. Now, that sent alarm bells ringing in my head because I know that other photographer, not personally, but I know that our styles are totally different. And so those should have been um, alarm bells. So I should have moved, I should have asked questions like, oh, really, you think our styles are similar? Um, uh, what about his style do you like that you think I can achieve? Um, I could also have asked the question, um, how come you haven't called him to photograph your wedding then? I just assumed that because the guy was out of state, he was a Lagos-based photographer, and I was now in Abuja, and that's the reason why she was calling. So I should have asked all these questions to be sure that she was a, uh, we were a match for each other and that this was a qualified business opportunity. But at the time, uh, I was new in Abuja, I was broke, I needed the money. I decided, well, she thinks it's similar enough, let me rough it. And of course, it did not end well. Of course, because of my... Um, my professionalism and business manner on the day, there was absolutely no problem until I delivered the photos. And it was one problem after another, after another, and after another. And when you guys are not properly qualified, it doesn't end well. If you don't make sure it's a qualified opportunity, the user experience, chances are, is going to be wrong. And then, of course, if it's a wrong or a bad user experience, then repeat business is not likely, and recommendations and referrals are not likely either. So you want the user experience to be great. Make sure you qualify the opportunity. And then, um, let's see. Okay. Uh, okay. I was going to talk about uh, discovery and implication questions, but you can go into all those details um, if you just go into all the episodes that have uh, qualifications uh, in the titles. And that's because we've hit the um, 11 minute mark but the idea basically is just the same um, trying to discover what the need is and implication questions basically about sorting out what the uh, person's um, sorting out the hierarchy of needs basically you know which issue is pinching the person the most and which person issue is pinching the person the least and making sure that you can hit those problems that um, um, are the most so like on the wedding planning thing, so if they want a Parisian thing, they want chocolate fountain, they want this, they want that, you actually need to find out um, what it is that they like the most, what it is that they like the least. And that's, you 
can do that by asking questions in different um, ways. Like, okay, if we're not able to get the um, the uh, Eiffel Tower, uh, what's it called, the Eiffel Tower replicas and blah, 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 blah. I mean, what will happen? Or how would you feel about that? What if we're not able to achieve this? What if we're not able to achieve that? Um, so basically, just ask questions um from the replies you're going to be able to get uh what the implications are and most importantly the person is going to be able to uh, go through that thought process of what is really important what is not really important what am i shooting for uh things like that and then another reason why sales theory helps with making the user experience great is because in traditional sales uh theory there's this idea of um, personal responsibility all salespeople were taught to take uh, responsibility for everything that goes on. We're not supposed to blame anybody else. It's not the customer's problem. It's not the economy's problem. It's not Buhari's problem. It's not a logistics problem. It's not whatever. Yes, uh, Buhari might have killed the economy, um, if that's what you think. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, coronavirus may have caused logistic um, nightmares, or maybe the customer is being um, irresponsible. Sorry, not irresponsible. What's that word? Um... I can't remember the word I'm looking for. Anyway, I'm just saying that the person might actually be um, quite a bad person and just being a dick. Sorry, excuse my uh, language. But uh, you have to take responsibility of the situation because um, regardless of what's going on, there's a, there's a problem on your hand now. And so you have to take personal responsibility um, for, um, the, uh, for the situation. And the funny thing is, or rather the side effect is, when you start trying to take personal responsibility for stuff, uh, then people feel uh, affirmed and listened to and they feel taken care of. And that enhances the user um, experience. But of course, I'm assuming that we're dealing with um, reasonable people because there are some customers that can be quite unreasonable. So if you're facing one of those unreasonable clients, then um, accept my condolences. And uh, for those of you who are dealing with normal human beings who might get upset over one or two things, but eventually um, get to see the light of day, then just uh, hang in there. Uh, take personal responsibility for whatever the problems are. Personal responsibility doesn't mean you cause the problem. It's just meaning that you're being proactive in making sure that you can come up with a solution that everybody's happy with. That the client will feel somewhat happy with and that you can beat your chest and say you're a professional, you did your best, you tried to tidy things up uh, real uh, nice. So follow traditional sales principles and take personal responsibility for everything and that will help to um, enhance the customer um, experience. And then, um, of course, um, with traditional sales theory, we are taught that we have to be deliberate when it comes to follow through and follow up actions and uh, especially, um, let's see, what else? Yeah, follow through, follow up uh, when we have um, agreed upon um, actions. And that is also something that enhances the customer experience because they feel like they're dealing with an absolute uh, professional. So if you say that the next step is going to, uh, going to be that we're going to have a meeting and so, 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 and so address, uh, send the reminders out, make sure that you're on time, uh, send the documents whenever you said you're going to send them, um, do, what, do what it is that you say you're going to do. Um, so whatever the agreed action uh, timelines are or points were, just follow through on all of that and it's going to help with the user um, experience. Now, the most important, in my own opinion, the most important way that sales can help to improve the customer experience is the client debrief. In sales, in traditional selling theory, there's this idea of a um, customer debrief, client debrief, or whatever it is you want to call it. It's called different things um, in different um, 
in different industries or in different sectors. But basically, it's that part of the meeting or that part of the phone call or that part of the email or that part of the WhatsApp or that part of the whatever it is that you do after you have delivered, after you've delivered the wedding album, after the uh, wedding has been successfully done, if you're a wedding planner and they've gone for the honeymoon and they've come back, after you've delivered the wedding video or um, if you're the architect, after you've submitted the, uh, what's it called? Architects, what do architects do? They submit, is it plans, housing plans? After you submit the housing plans and they've started um, construction. So it's that process where you reach out in person, over the phone, email, WhatsApp, whatever it is that is your preferred, and you ask them a couple of questions. The whole idea is to find out what it is that they liked best about the plan you delivered, about the wedding that you planned, about the photographers you, uh, photographs you delivered, sorry, about the video that you edited and delivered, you need you want to find out what it is that they like best uh you also want to get their opinion on what you could have done better um you want to, you want to get a sense of what worked for them what didn't work those sorts of questions now the reason why we ask these questions um traditionally in sales is not to kick up a hornet's nest is not to make people dissatisfied is because if there are any lingering problems we want to find out now that we are done with delivery so that we can address those problems now because the thing is if there's any problem and we don't say anything, it festers. And then when people reach out and say, hey, Kemi, what about that wedding photographer? Can I get his number? Kemi will be like, eh, don't mind that guy. He's an idiot. Can you imagine this, is this, this, is this, and that, that, that. And those are the sorts of things that Kemi will be saying behind your back. Even though you guys had an absolute blast and you thought you were the best wedding photographer ever or the best wedding planner or uh, you're the best architect or whatever service it is that um, you provide. So we actually need to find out. That's one of the main reasons for asking these questions. And it will help throw up um, any unresolved issues. We're going to be able to resolve them. And um, the reason why this is important is because for traditional sales theory, the sale is not over until you ask for a recommendation or a referral. And you can't ask for that unless you're sure that everybody is happy. Because if people are not happy, and you um, ask for a referral or you ask for a repeat business, uh, what's that expression? Is that adding salt to injury or something like that? It's, it's not a pleasant experience anyway. But most Nigerians are nice people. So even though you ask for a referral, but Kemi thinks that you are an absolute um, idiot, she's just going to smile and say, oh yeah, sure, uh, no problem. Uh, if I know anybody that's getting married, I'll, I'll give you a call. But of course, she doesn't intend to. And she will tell people, that, hey, avoid this guy. He's not a good photographer. Or avoid this gal. She's not a solid wedding planner because she did this, she did this, and um, she did that. So, uh, apart from that, the chief benefit is when you have all this intel, you're going to be able to find out eventually what it is that worked out well in your uh, product or service delivery and then that helps you in the qualifications process because you now know that the most uh the kind of people that you should be working with or working for are people who like abc one two three and people who do not like xyz and so you're going to it's going to help with um avoiding quarrels um in the future so you take this uh, intelligence you take this data that you get and you funnel that into the next customer's experience Eventually, you're going to find out that as a wedding photographer, your clients don't like it when you do one, two, three. And then what you do is, from that point on, stop doing one, two, three. Because you've had this debrief with four or five clients, and all of them have said that when you do one, two, three, it doesn't work, or it makes them feel like this, or it doesn't achieve this outcome. Then, by all means, please, stop doing one, two, three. And it's the same thing if you're a wedding planner. 
you speak to all your clients and you find out that you've spoken to 10 clients in a debrief and eight of them said that they liked it when you did XYZ, then perhaps XYZ is part of your service that you need to key in on to improve um, the customer service, uh, the user experience and the customer service and then all that. Of course, you also want to pay attention to the two out of 10 uh, to find out what it is that they didn't like about XYZ and how you can um, improve that. So that's the chief benefit um, about doing the debrief. And I think that is the most important way that sales uh, skills, sales theory and sales practice can improve the user experience. So I hope I've been able to convince you guys, especially those of us who are um, service based and not in the tech sector, because tech people already know this. And so that's all they spend their time doing. Uh, should we make the button red or should we make it blue? Should the load time be uh, one second or should it be 0.5 seconds? Uh, should the uh, packets be moving at 2 megabytes per second or 1.3 megabytes per second or whatever? I mean, all those things that are trying to fudge here and there. They're just trying to make sure that the user has a very wonderful experience with the website, with the app or with whatever it is that they design. And we need to make sure that we use uh, traditional sales uh, theory to do the same thing um, as well so ask lots of questions let's figure out these variables make sure that we qualify properly uh, go through the discovery process um, sort out the needs uh, the highest priority needs on the lowest priority ones uh, what else and then do a brief um, after it all uh, so that we can get the useful data that we need to improve our product our service and to improve the customer experience so thank you very much for listening for, uh, to today's recording. I am your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. And I hope that by the time I show up here tomorrow, that you guys will still be here. That you 200, 300, 400, how many, many of you people that have this monthly uh, binging thing. So uh, thanks for hanging around and I'll catch you guys at the next recording.